0: Anyways, um, welcome everyone, uh, and Merry Christmas as we continue on uh, with the celebration of, of Christ and, and uh, the Savior that is born. And, and uh, again, as I said earlier, it's good to see everyone here. I, I know it was the trifecta this week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so um, every day, every day, what a, great, uh, what a great thing it is to see um, everyone here, um, especially a Bible study. Solid food, that's what we need, um, because milk can only go so far. So, and you're wondering, why is he talking about that? Because uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Solid food, what does that look like? Spiritual maturity uh, versus spiritual immaturity. And, um, yeah, you could look back probably at your days of youth when you're like, boy, was I immature. What was that about? Hmm. Um, And spiritually speaking, uh, definitely not in the same vein, but definitely we we continue to be rooted uh, in that very word. So uh, why don't we uh, begin with a word of prayer? Good morning, um, people on the screen. I hope you are well. I showed everyone my taco socks earlier. So due to my lack of flexibility, I cannot show you guys because I will pull a groin. So something you know about me again. I'm not flexible. Anyways... uh, they say stretching is good, by the way. Anyways, um, not me. Uh, why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for this time together. Uh, Lord, bless us in your word, and may this word uh, guide us um, in, the, in the word of Christ. Lord, bless us as we hear and study. And Lord, we know um, of your word, but let this word dwell within us as your spirit leads us to the truth that is in Christ alone. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, so uh, chapter six—that's where we're going to begin. Uh, Book of Hebrews, and uh, last week uh, we concluded with those words. And I—if you have the hand—does everyone have the handout? Because this is a quote that I'm trying to read off of. Yes, um, uh, from our uh, Dr. Kleinig, um, fellow Australian. I've never been there, Australia. It sounds so great. Kangaroos and stuff. Anyways, and waves and sharks. Always lovely. Um, Snakes. I've seen a snake once. In the wild. Not good. You should see how I reacted. And I have no shame screaming like I did. But uh, (laughs) anyways, I have no shame when it comes to snakes. I will act no embarrassment at all. Um, that's when I run fast. Anyways, right there in the quote, while well-educated physical senses enable people to distinguish between what is beautiful and what is ugly, what is physically good for them and what is bad for them, the senses of a spiritually mature person help them discern what is spiritually good for them, like God's good word or a good conscience, which enables them to do good works, the works of love. So when we talk about, and I know what kind of, I, I broached this topic at the end of the Bible study last week. Uh, Not last week, the week before that, right? Because we had the voters meeting. But uh, this is a very important thing to talk about when it talks about spiritual discernment. Um, And that discernment, I I think, really is that maturity, right? Uh, Because it says right there, while, while well educated uh, physical senses enable people to distinguish what is beautiful and ugly. So, when we talk about discernment of the physical, uh, we speak of what is just on the. What is, what is beautiful in a sense of an ugly? This is all based on, let's say, the human eye, right? Uh, And um, like my wife says, does this, does this match? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. (laughs) But, (laughs) but a well-fashioned person would say, no, that doesn't match. But again, by our physical eyes, it's like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. Anyways, but, uh, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, The physical eye sees what? Just simply the. The surface, right? Just the coating, the outer layer, the outer covering. Now, spiritual discernment, how is that different? When you're seeing a moment of, let's say, you are tempted as words are coming out of your mouth at the water cooler, and you're about to say something that will never return to that toothpaste tube, uh, (laughs) oh, you could try. It doesn't ever end well, right? Right? Spiritually discerning that what what's happening when those words are like right about to come out of your mouth what 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 does go on for the faithful Christian there in that very moment is it just simply oh I'm just telling how it is no big deal you know words are words and I'm just saying it or what's really happening here with spiritual discernment when we're in that when that words when those words are coming from your from that dark place of your soul, <laughs> and it's coming out of your mouth. What's really happening when it comes to discernment? Yeah, are those those words helpful? Do they really need to be
1: said? Yeah. You know, am I going to regret you know, voicing these? And you know, if if you follow through with that, you, you swallow it and either end the sentence or change
0: subject. Yeah, you know, when we say the law is written on our hearts. Um, And we look at the Eighth Commandment, where thou shalt not bear false witness. uh, We know that when we say those words, it's, am I uplifting my neighbor in this very moment? Rather than I'm just physically surface level telling it how it is. Like, do you see that tension that I'm talking about? Tension is very important. If there's no tension in your life, in a sense of that spiritual discernment, and you're just like, oh, Luis, can you open that, unlock that top door for me? Um, uh, if we don't see that spiritual tension in our life, what happens? We just do what we do based on what pleases us, right? So it's like uh, like you all are here this morning at church, hearing God's word, uh, but your physical reality could be simply on the spiritual immaturity side was, well, I don't want to go to church, no big deal, you know, uh, I want to rest, Your spiritual discernment would say, this is the word that God is going to give me to feed me in this life I live, in this dark world that is tearing me in so many different ways. I need to hear this word. So you see that difference of, oh, Carrie." Yes sir. Tacos. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie knows. Just put tacos on my doorstep, anyone, and you're my favorite person (laughs) eternally. Anyways, um, what were we saying? Uh, See, that's what I'm talking about. We all need to be mature here, especially me. Anyways, um, uh, do you see that discernment? I mean, this is what I'm talking about, about spiritual maturity, is that what you see is not just your fallen eyeballs, that are seeing through these things, but you 're really seeing the tension of the devil, the world, and the flesh constantly attacking us in every which way that is where the word really comes through right and again, a great test would be uh, like for our kids here uh, and like, uh, whether their kids are not I know they 're young adults now, so we 'll we'll call them as we see them uh, <laughs> they might see their studies as as just. From the surface, I, I have to study hard to do what? Oh, Luis is a kid too. Well, he is a little older than. They're a little younger than you, Luis. So, I mean, they're a little. Yeah, they're a little younger. You're you're more mature in age. Um, I know. <laughs> oh, you're that that. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, they can look at their studies and say, like every other college kid would be what? How would a, every college kid see their studies as they open their book? What are they thinking in their mind? Got to get that A. Why do you got to get that A, Keegan? From a human level, just playing. Got to get. I mean, it's the best grade there is. Helps my GPA. And what? Like status is in the class. Everything. good job, of money. Yeah. Which is all great. Which is all great, right? Getting a good job, making a lots of making lots of money. That's not evil in itself, right? But rather, what is the tension there from a human level? It's it's uh, it's all about me. Like that's what all I, that's all I see it, it's about me and my own idol of benefit of what I think is what craves you know what fulfills my cravings is be, me 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 a lot of times it's um it's stature too, right pride like I, i'm I'm the top dog here in class I have the best grade and I can get the best internship and then I can get the best house, best job, best car whatever Corvettes by the way and um and uh, uh, <laughs> um <laughs> uh what's it uh it's so easy to kind of be on that wavelength when in fact spiritually we fail to see the idolatry that is before us right rather spiritually it's wow you know prayerfully lord grant me wisdom to study hard so that i can be the best scientist or surgeon or mathematician to help my neighbor and the betterment of those around me and that should be the fuel, fuel to which, or horsepower, to which we continue uh, to, to, to be motivated in this life of love and service towards one another, right? And, and that's the key, right? Um, I, I think uh, spiritual discernment is very important in terms of what we're really dealing with in our sinful flesh. Because the devil never stops, does he? You can never, you can never just think that the devil says, I'm taking a break from you now. No, he's on you all the time, right? And here we see the Hebrews dealing with that very similar thing, right? We see the repercussions of what's happening, and um, uh, we see how they're uh, dealing. So here we see in that quote, uh, like God's good word or good conscience, which enables them to do good works, the works of love. Again, good works come from a good conscience, and that good conscience is what? Covered by the blood of Christ, knowing that your faith is in what He has done for you—that's spiritual discernment. That is spiritual maturity, um, as you live your life. Right? It's like Jeff and I, and who else has younger kids here? Speaking of young kids, I guess it's just me. <laughs> but we have, we have, you know, Jeff has—I have my children—and we look at them and say, "What?" Not simply, "Oh, these are the kids I have to take care of." Like, Ugh, I gotta. Uh wake up in the morning, take them to school, and do all those things, right? No, it's these are who God has placed in my life to love and serve and to grant them the wisdom of faith by being a model for them, by teaching them, by guiding them, by leading them in this word of the gospel, in the long gospel, of course. Uh, so there, there is that discernment I'm talking about here, Right? Uh, because that is where that works of love come from. They they can also discern what is spiritually bad for them, like an evil conscience, or worse, an evil heart of unbelief. So, you know, that evil conscience, you know, when people, remember that uh, study we talked about, uh, can the weak and struggling go to the sacrament? Remember that one, the question and answers? You could say yes and not remember, it's okay. Just say yes. You don't remember? <laughs> Uh, but, but people will say, uh, "Can the weak and struggling come to the sacrament?" And, and the answer is yes, because that weak and struggling see their sin for what it is, and they, in faith, they see the need of Christ and what He gives in the Word. Right? It, it's not we're not living on the Hallmark cards, you guys. We are living in the real, the spiritually real, in what is really going on in our lives. Now, our old Adam says, "What? I don't." We say bye to that. We don't want anything to do with the spiritual. We just want to live on the cover. Ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know about that. I'm going to live as I please, right? And that's where we see kind of this, you know, we we see this lack of discernment really being our great temptation. Anyways, uh, they can also discern what is spiritually bad for them like an evil conscience or worse, an evil heart of unbelief. They're organs, of spiritual perception are sharpened and refined so they can appreciate the good things they have from God and the better things that belong to their salvation, right? So every single day when you wake up, you thank the Lord, you might say the creed. Uh, you should say the creed, not might. Uh, you should pray, of course, uh, read, your, read the scriptures. But, but through all those things, you'll find the good things of God. And that is his word given to you uh, this life a uh, faith, so uh, very important in terms of uh, what this spiritual discernment is all about, right? Um, do you see that in every every moment of life um, and this is the this is the battle that we all face because we know our sin, and we know how that can take us in so many different ways um, anyways, um okay. Uh, We started early, but that was a long intro, so we're back on pace here. Uh, But chapter 6, verse 1. If someone could uh, read that for me. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about
1: Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death, and of faith in God, instruction about baptisms.
0: Okay, that's that's. That's way. Uh, that's a little past one, but I like your um, initiative there, Don. Um, so, we see. Um, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ. Right? Now, what does that mean? What are the... Uh, what is um, the elementary doctrines of Christ? What, does, what do you think the writer means right there? Anyone? The first things you learn. Good. So, sorry, I'm getting coffee. But... Um, <coughs> The first things you learn. So what, is, what does that mean, Dane? The first things that you learn. I mean, for the Hebrews, um, what is it about the first things? Anyone?
1: Well, they're basic. They're
0: elementary. Okay. Yes.
1: Baptism, resurrection.
0: Um, now, are those things that we necessarily move on from? Good. So you grow, you grow in, in a sense of being rooted in them. Um, but we see in verse 11, uh, we see um, in chapter five about this. We have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Now, if we if we took a picture of this first things type of dull of hearing, what would that look like for someone? If we could, if we could draw that picture of someone who is uh, dull of hearing or who is sluggish um, and who is stuck in that immaturity, what, how, could we, how would we describe that? Um, how, would, how would that be described? Anyone? It's a tough one, how to describe that dull of hearing, uh, that elementary kind of stuck in the basics. Uh, how would that...
1: only a surface knowledge, then you're not necessarily going to listen when that discussion comes up, or you're not going to spend more time to learn more
0: about any of those subjects. Yeah, so like, like, oh, Marjorie, yes. I was just going to say, when you were asking about a picture,
1: I was trying to think of what kind of picture, and all of a sudden I thought of like a two-year-old, in the sense that they know what they want and what they don't want and you can't try to convince them otherwise and that the, the child in us doesn't want to hear. You know, don't We would say to a child, don't go near the fire, you're gonna get burned or what have you and it goes in one ear and out the other. And so if you're spiritually immature, it's the, it can be the same sort of thing like Nancy was saying, I don't need to listen to this. I've heard it before. Or that doesn't apply to me. I'm not that way. And we fail to recognize yeah. just how immature we
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. So so when we talk about, when we study the Bible together like we are right now, what what's really happening here? Is it just information mm-hmm. processing like like studying in school, what, what's really happening when we study the Bible? What's the spirit's working in us and, and, and helping us to grow in our faith, rooting us in in this word, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so we talk about spiritual immaturity. I think, I think one one picture that we could probably see is uh, a typical, let's say. Uh, Maybe like a seasonal Christian or let's say, uh, and we don't want to make swooping judgments, but let's say a compartmentalizing a Sunday Christian, right? Just like checking off the box and then living life completely just absent of the Word of God. Like, I gave my two hours, so let, let me just live my life. And, and there they're just kind of stuck in that sluggishness, Right. Um, do we know what that looks like? Raise your hand. We all, have we all do, right? Uh, and, and this is what I mean by sluggishness, is that they're dull of hearing. Many were apostatizing. Many were deserting the faith. Many were turning back. And, and here we see because uh, that lack of maturity. Now, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrines of Christ and go on to maturity. That go is in the Greek passive. So when we talk about um, go as a passive, uh, here we see that subtle indication that it is by the word of God as we grow in it, there we are rooted and there we are mature as we hear the word time and time again. right? When we're in the word, uh, there our faith is alive in, because without faith, what happens? It says right there, A foundation of repentance from dead works. What is a repentance from dead works? Dead works. What is an alive work? Anyone? That's a tough one too, maybe. A
1: work done in love
0: for your neighbor? Okay, so a dead work, the main ingredient of a dead work or the lack of ingredient of dead work is... Is without, without faith, right? Uh, that a dead work is without faith. Now, in a live work, conversely, would be what? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Our antennas are up today. Very good. I know. Trust me. This three-day weekend, um, of of it's it's. Trust me. I know. Like in the morning, you should have saw it. I missed. I displaced my bulletin page. So I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. And they're like, no, we all have it. I'm like, oh, I don't, it's right, oh, oops. Anyways, um, but this alive work is with faith. Now, when we talk about faith and repentance, uh, the fruits of repentance, we you know, bearing fruits of repentance, we talked about that with John the Baptist. Uh, We read about that um, a while ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, in the midst of Advent, but when we talk about the fruits of repentance, this is where we we, we turn and, and uh, we confess. Uh, we pray to God uh, that he would uh, not only forgive us, but that he would uh, help us by the Holy Spirit to turn from our sin, right? And to live according to his name. Uh, and there as we are in his word, uh, there in faith we proceed to do that very work that is before us, right? When we're sluggish in our faith, that is when we are... Dead, those works are, are simply dead, right? They can be the most goodest work that the world sees as good But without faith in front of God uh, They are but of a dead work And, and this is the, the result of spiritual immaturity Of spiritual sluggishness Which also turns into what? Indifference, apathy And there we go on that path, Right? And this is the battle that we all face. And, and you know, the, the thing is, guys, you know, when we talk about discernment and we talk about without faith, this this whole thing about our old Adam, our sin, is, as as Nancy said, um, I already know that. Um, I, I grew up with it. No big deal. You know, I could be without it. It's fine. You know, it's like more of just like a history book or or just an information fact that I might know, but no, this is, uh, when we talk about that spiritual discernment and that sluggishness, we quickly know how embattled we are, but yet how this life of repentance leads us to Christ and the joy of the gospel, but also through his love, as we heard about bearing another one's burdens, uh, we love one another and we uh, live our lives according to his word, Uh, that is, that, that alive work. So, this happens, um, and this is what we should definitely be wary of as a Hebrew writer is really bringing out to light because um, no one is immune, right? No one is immune. We can't rest um, on our thoughts or our, on our platitudes thinking that, oh, I believe in God, and, you know, um, what does that mean? And soon enough you find people who just have like, this, their, own, their own idea of who this God is rather than what the word has shown to them, right? So, therefore, let us leave uh, the elementary doctrines of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of instruction about washings. Someone could read verse 2 and 3 for me, sorry. Don kind of started it for us, but... um... The doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do, if God permit. All right. Um, okay, so as we look at our notes, these are very important things, right? A laying of hands uh, in regards to washings, uh, res- resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. These are very important things, yet this is not the end, right? So we continue. Uh, when we talk about baptism, um, what is it about baptism? Is that uh, what is our prayer for those who are baptized into Christ? Uh, like for a little baby? Uh, what is our prayer for them, you think? What is our prayer for them and for their parents, you think? To continue to do what? To? Bring them up in their yes, to instruct and teach. Right? That baptism is that foundation, but yet it is not seen as something of... A ritual, right? In a sense where it is like, uh, if you play Monopoly, I know Monopoly, right? Uh, (laughs) A get out of jail jail free card. No, it's it's the foundation to which we proceed, right? As we are instructed and taught, as we are rooted in the faith, as we grow in that very faith, right? And, And that's the baptismal, as we would call it, the baptismal life, right? Another great moment where there we grow in the faith. Now, again, from baptism to the baptismal life, it is in that instruction and teaching where daily we are, uh, daily we are washed as we, as we drown our old Adam in that call to repentance and there we are enlivened by the promise of Christ and what he has done for us uh, from the cross to the water and word. And there we are renewed um, in this life of faith, right? Right? And this is the constant, you guys, that baptism is not the end, but simply the beginning as we continue to grow in that baptismal life. Again, very important about growth. Because, trust me, uh, that Sunday Christian thing is real. Do we all attest to that? Sunday Christian thing? Is that real in our culture today? I mean, and it's not really, it's not an indictment on them, but rather, as we look at the Hebrew writer here, they definitely show us, or he definitely shows us what, what is the tension that is at hand with us humans, is that this becomes just a cultural thing, like I was culturally brought up with it, rather than this is who I am. Like, you ask someone, oh, you're, you're so-and-so, you're, or you're this or that, oh, I'm a Christian. Well, oh, so what church do you go to? And I'm like, oh, I don't go to church. Um, oh, I, ju- I went when I was little, but I don't go anymore. But I, you know, I believe in God. It's all good, right? And again, we, we see the tension there when it, when it comes to uh, that, dulling of, that dullness of hearing, that spiritual immaturity. And there they stay, right? So, so again, you know, when it comes to hearing the word or studying the Bible, as I always say, the health of a church is always right here. It's in, in the studying of the word, hebrew writer is really emphasizing that with that spiritual maturity in a sense of um this is not an end but rather this is just the beginning you continue to grow and that growing can only be given by the word of god why do you do devotions every day why do you read the bible every day um even though it's and i'm not saying you read the whole bible every day right maybe even read a a verse or maybe a couple verses don't think that you have to like Go through the whole Bible in one day or a whole chapter a day. It could just be um, a, a a few verses right there. But the point is, is that as we read, it's not, oh, I have to do my readings today, but it's rather, how is God feeding me by that very word, right? And likewise with church. It's not like I have to get up and go to church today. Um... And trust me, three days in a row, uh, for some of you who made it through three days in a row, uh, you probably think, oh man, I, didn't I go like two days before? Like two days in a row? Why, why the third day? Um, no, we're here because we know what's happening. That passive, right? The Holy Spirit working on us and gifting to us that growth uh, that um, as, as we live in this life of faith. Trust me, um, we, we are continuing to grow in that conclusion of Christ. Does that make sense? Like, I can tell you the gospel time and time again, and, and your infant self will say, "I already know that. Why are you telling me that again?" But as you grow in the face, you're like, "Boy, do I need to hear that?" <laughs> time and time again, right And there you see that growth in the joy of the gospel, but also in your life, as you continue to see as it transforms you. Um, like Jeffy, you know, he does a lot of things for church, I'm not saying I'm not spotlighting Jeff for all that he does. Uh, but he doesn't do it, well, no, he's human, right? So there's probably times, I don't know his heart deeply, but there's probably times where it's like, oh man, I got to do this again, right? Um, uh, but no, he, you know, um, most oftentimes than not, I'm assuming, uh, this is of, of great joy, uh, just as it is, you know, for me, uh, there are moments where I'm like, man, it's, it's already Sunday, wow. <laughs> you know, um, Wow. Um, but then you snap and you pray and, and you, you repent and, and, and there you say, what a joy this is to love and serve, right? Uh, but that's the constant, you guys, um, the Word of God. This is the constant as we grow spiritually mature, right? When we take our gas off the pedal, how, how easy is it to revert back? Tell me, how, how easy is it to revert? I mean, it's so easy, easier than breathing, That's how spiritually quick it can devolve into something that is that is of immaturity, right? So there is this tension, and the devil never never stops. He's saying, "Yes, stop it, stop it. You don't have to hear the word. You're you already know it all, right? And and there you are, and you're content." The devil says, (laughs) "You don't need to hear it anymore, right?" But then you find yourself blinking and saying, "Wait, what happened? Where am I? Right? Where have I gone? All these past..." Weeks and months and years where I stopped hearing the word. This is what's happening and this is what I became. And this is where the word infiltrates your heart, shows you the law, points you to the gospel, gives you his peace, right? Very important when it comes to spiritual maturity, you guys, discernment. You know, um, yeah, you have that, those, those eyes of faith, uh, what your faith sees, and that is through the looking glass of the word of God, not through the... Word of man, right? And this is the constant tension that we see. And this is what the Hebrews were facing with in regards to uh, spiritual sluggishness, um, as, they, as many would fall to it. Uh, verses four to six, if someone could read that. It is impossible
1: for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, If they fall away, to be brought back to repentance, because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again, and subjecting Him to public disgrace. And I probably went too far. Sorry.
0: Pull the don, Marjorie. Pull the don. Well, that's one. It's a new saying, don. That's right. That's the joy of writing sermons. I know Dane probably agrees. Dane's preaching next week, by the way. Um, I'll still be here, but um, Dane will be preaching. So um, what a great opportunity that is, will be for him. So, uh, but you'll see, you know, when you look at our manuscripts, um, there's a lot of run-on sentences. It's all good, though. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> For it is impossible in the case of those, that when we speak, we don't write. I mean, when we speak, we don't we don't write as we speak usually. Right? Writings are different than speaking usually. You know, when you when you when you speak, never is it just simply an essay form. Anyways, for it is impossible in the case of those who have been once enlightened. What what does that mean? Once enlightened, uh, uh, those uh, those that have heard the word. Now again, this is very. Can someone who, we believe that people can fall away from the faith, of course, but nothing is impossible with God, right, in terms of the faith. Uh, But what the writer is really honing in on here is that the dullness of hearing and the spiritual maturity can lead to a heart of unbelief. Like, do you believe that? Like, do you believe that is what is at risk when we are going down our own way. Um, Marjorie says, absolutely, right? But if you were wearing my taco socks, um, which I am, um, I just wanna kind of eat one of the tacos on my socks. Anyways, but um, that sounds good for lunch, by the way. Um, All the time, tacos. Anyways, um, I shouldn't have worn the socks because now I'm talking about them all the time. But, but we see right here, uh, but I love them, by the way. My wife's like, you're wearing those today on, on church day? I'm like, of course. Um, <laughs> um, there's God and then there's tacos. Anyways, uh, so we see right here uh, the heart of unbelief. Uh, that, that is the danger. Right. And when we talk about unbelief and that hardened heart, that's what he's talking about here. That hardened heart. It can happen and it does because we know our nature. So in that spiritual discernment, in that spiritual maturity, you definitely know that the devil is there trying to turn us. And in faith, well, in faith, what do we need to hear? The word. Right. The word. Right? And like for the kids here in college, it's it's the temptation is well, I need to hear the words of my books or my professors. That's most important. Right? Because I know as college kids, I was there once in my life too. Well, I was, you know, I went to UC Irvine, but um, that was interesting. I don't remember most of it, but anyways, the point is, is that definitely I had to study. And my focus was just study, study, study. And, 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 and Study, get good grades, get a solid future, me, 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 right? All that stuff. And, and, and soon enough, this word was on that teetering point, And my mother would always just say, you know, y- you really got to come to church. And, and there, as I heard the word, definitely, it brought me back to what I needed to hear. But when we stop hearing that, what happens on that course? I don't need to hear it anymore, Nancy. I just don't need to hear it, right? Uh, I'm fine. I have all the riches of the world. I've, the storehouses are are full the grain houses definitely overflowing what do i what else do i need and there we go on to unbelief and this is this is the the the, the plight of the hebrews they heard the words of christ they heard the gospel but yet in time what happened they were dulled uh, to the word of god and soon uh, many would turn right? and this is the tension you guys there's a lot at stake uh, when again when we're not hearing the word of God And I'm not even going to go down that path And we could talk about this all day About if you you know if we're not hearing the true word of God There is also a risk there too Does that make sense If we're hearing the false things of God Let's say at a church There is big risk there as well Right And, and this is very important when it comes to spiritual maturity Because again uh, Very dangerous But yet at the same time Very comforting Knowing that the word of God, as we study it, as we hear it and receive it, there we are rooted and there we are growing um, um, uh, to, against our own harm and, and against our, our own nature of sin uh, that desires everything else. So, so here we see again in four to six, uh, definitely uh, a danger there of what it means to be an unbelief and that regaining, uh, restoring them to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm. What does that mean? Since they are crucifying once again the Son of God. They are part of that crowd. They're not re-crucifying Christ in a sense, but they are part of that crowd that was renouncing Christ at Calvary, right? Um, They are part of that crowd, rejecting Christ, right? Renouncing his name. And that is what the writer is saying. That's what happens in unbelief. You are renouncing the name of Christ and what He had did, had did, what He had done for them. And um, this is um, this is tragic, in a sense of the result of spiritual immaturity, right? So, so that that is why, as a church, what what do we stand on? That's right, the Word, right? The Word of Christ, the Gospel, the forgiveness of sins. You do not stand. Uh, because you have a uh, uh, a certain program or a wonderful um, personality-driven pastor, right? Uh, which you don't. He's Your pastor's very um, taco-centered. But other than that, um, I could use a good taco today. Anyways, um, yeah, you know, I could use a good taco today. Anyways, but the point is, is that you are here because... You need to hear the word of God for all the truth that is in the word of God, and that is everything, right? So when you hear the words, go to church. It's not I'm going to church because I have to. It's because this is where my roots are. This is what is being the water is being given to me as as my plant. My soil is growing. Which Carrie, your succulent that gave me still alive, barely, barely. Sorry, um, it's it's dealing right now. I'm trying to breathe on it. Is that helping them? I don't know. Anyways, but, uh, uh, but no, it's, we continue to grow as we're watered in that word. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit, as he keeps us in the true faith. And that's the third article of the Creed, right, um, by that sustaining word. So very important, because trust me, the heart of unbelief is real, right? And the only way we stay is, well, where God works. And that is in the word and sacrament, right? Baptism, and this is a very good picture. Baptism is not just a past, oh, yeah, that happened, right? It's not just the, oh, when I was born, I was baptized. Okay, it has nothing to do with me anymore. See, that, that's the thing, you know? No, you live in your baptism right now. Like, how do you know that God is with you? It's because of the baptism that God has gathered you in as you live daily in this victorious life. As you're connected to His death and resurrection, your baptismal life is all given to you by what? The Word of God. And that is what you time and time again need to hear. Because spiritually discernment is what? It's not just physical, but the spiritual. And that spiritual is, yes, I am of the flesh, I am weak in my sin, and I need Christ. The devil is barking at me time and time again. He's throwing every arrow. And the only defense, my only eternal shield and fortress is the word of God. Right? This is what we talk about spiritual maturity. It's only Christ. Right? And that is uh, what the Hebrews are dealing with as well. Nothing is new under the sun when it comes to our spiritual fight. Right? And this is what is happening for them. Anyways, um... Seven and eight. Why don't we read that real quick?
1: Land that drinks in the want rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessings of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned.
0: Yeah, so the spiritually discerned Undiscerned, or that lack discernment, they see thorns and thistles of this world as beautiful, beautiful things, right? Um, As if those are the things to which that bearing fruit is all about—just the earthly, temporal things, right? But when we are talking about the spiritually mature, here it says, "For land that has drunk the rain." We had rain here. It smells so good, doesn't it? That dew of rain that often falls. On it, it's good for your skin, by the way, that humidity Anyways, produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. So we're talking about bearing fruit, you guys. How does that work? How does Tina bear fruit by her own strength? And the answer is absolutely not, right? Every time, and she does a great work as a, you know, as a, of course, as a wife and mother, uh, but, you know, a dutiful and, and hardworking teacher, you know, she does this daily by the grace of God because this is what is in her, the word, right? When she stops hearing the word, what will happen to that, the many hats that you wear? They become, and for any of us, they become very what? burdensome, me-centered, what is, it, what is in it for me or what's in it for me? Uh, what can I get out of it? Um, and, and there we see how that reverts back to the human things. Now, when we hear God's word and are, are, are fed and planted this very seed and, and watered and, and, and as we grow in this baptismal life, there we see everything as an opportunity to love and serve and to be there for those that God has placed in our life. So what we talk about produces a croup useful, Right? to those for whose sake it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. And that is who you are, right? You have a great, uh, definitely a great opportunity. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. So what is, what is the result of, of spiritual dullness or, or, or immaturity or just simply apostatizing from the faith? It is like the wheat and the... I got that one. I went.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's really a major connection between this passage and the story of the wheat and the chaff and also the sower. Yeah. It, it goes right back to that. Yeah. Which, you know, if we're talking about the Hebrews being slow to learn at this point in time, because earlier you know, the writer says you should be teachers, instead, you're, you're not even learning. Um probably
0: went over their head. Yeah, you know and and, and and this is the great this is the great tension of 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 human nature. I mean, all of us. What's your favorite thing to listen to? Whatever that may be, I guarantee your ears are perked up so quick. But our old Adam when it comes to the word of God I'm like, do I have to do that? <laughs> like do it? Okay, I'll open the Bible and do my Christian thing or I have to read the word because that's just the pious thing to do. Um, you know, so easily, uh, we kind of revert back to that nature in a sense of what will God give me in this word as he feeds me and, 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 and and, and waters, waters me by his very sweetness of the gospel. How, how great that is. And, And this is where that spiritual maturity comes from. See, the thing is friends, you know, when we talk about loving one another and even when it comes to like, um, you know, cheerfully giving. You know, um, that cheer—it's—it's it's of the gospel. When you're spiritually mature, there we look at our vocations in a completely different way, in an opportunity to love and serve and to give sacrificially, because we know what has been done for us. And this is where the work of the Holy Spirit works in spiritual maturity. Now, if you're spiritually mature, you're going to hear those words with great burden, like, "Oh, I don't." Oh, I, as a Christian, I have to love people. Even my enemy? <laughs> oh, that's rough. Give? Well, that's my money, right? That's, I worked hard for that. Uh, I don't want to give, right? And God doesn't want that, right? He never wants that, right? Uh, and, and there we, we see our opportunity, and there we love. And that's no, that's no credit to me or you, Keegan or Riley or Jeff. That's all God and what he has done through us as he works through us. And, and that's where that spiritual discernment comes from and that joy of what God has called us to do, but of great joy of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this is the constant, and that's why we're here um, to grow in that unity uh, of that very word. That's why we do what we do. Everything that we do, like, like um, Luis, right? Sorry, I said you're... He's like, what is he going to say, right? What is he going to say? But, you know, he's, he's learning right now the faith. He's learning the word of God, and, and there he is uh, being unified with all of you, as we together walk together in what it means to believe in the gospel and what that looks like, right? And, um, and what, a great, what a great joy that it has been and continues to be for not only Luis, but several people right now being taught individually, uh, knowing what this faith is, so we could all walk together what that means to be spiritually mature, because that's very important. This is the example, right? Like, this is the cautionary reminder of how easy it is To just say, oh, I'm good. You know, the Hallmark card says this, (laughs) and that's what I believe, and that's my faith. We're good, right? Not so much, and that's why that word is so important. So anyways, uh, continue. uh, Come to church. Come to Bible study. Study, study. Read your word. Pray. Apostles' Creed. Recite. Read your catechism. All this stuff. Uh, Great things to do. uh, All to root us in that very word. Okay, we're ending late. We're right, on time. <laughs> right on time, that's right. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, we know that you have given us faith by your gift uh, through the word. Bless us and keep us, and Lord, through all things, Lord, grant us your peace. We thank you, O Lord, for the incarnation, uh, for the word made flesh. O Lord, we await uh, your final advent to us. Grant us the perseverance of faith, and grant us your strength in your word as we meet the days ahead. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.